When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Hey there. Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show, recorded from the driver's seat of my car. By the way, I am parked. So I think that's a safe and responsible thing to do when you're really trying to focus. And I think this is a pretty important one. So I wanted to pull over and just deliver this message to you. No notes. Obviously, it's a one take. But I think it's something really important, whether you are a parent or you had critical parents. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I'm in the parking lot right now, just left a sporting event, and it made me realize, wow, what I just witnessed is the reason why so many of the people who who I work with and helping them to develop their own businesses, their own brands, helping you to realize your greatness and to overcome fear to be confident, to try new things and not to be afraid and to have a healthier, happier life, like the life that you deserve. And I hear from so many people that you are paralyzed or stuck or you have so much self-doubt. You feel like your confidence isn't where it should be or could be. And I realize, like just now leaving this sporting event, man, some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff, maybe most of this stuff starts with our parents. I just witnessed a young girl just put it all out on the track. Just, you know, she finished her race. I'm at a track meet, by the way. She finished her race and was exhausted. And we happened to be sitting by her dad. And her dad, first of all, just the entire time, like, what are you doing? Like, you gotta go faster. Just yelling these uh, and you know what? I'm sure she couldn't hear his comments from the stands because everybody's yelling. So luckily, she didn't have to hear those specifics. But his body language, his facial expressions, he was just so disappointed. And I, at first of all, I wanted to pinch his freaking head off. I thought, you jerk. Sorry to say this, but you out of shape, ungrateful, like... Oh, I have a lot of negative words I want to say right now, and I'm not going to say them, but it just, it really made me mad that this young girl is trying her best, you know, and that was her best that day. That was as good as she had that day. Be proud of her accomplishment. Be there to support her. And he couldn't get out of the stands quick enough to meet her at the finish line to express his disappointment that she could have done more. She could have run faster. I thought, oh, wow. So this is where it starts. This is how it starts. And you know what? He probably thinks that he wants the best for her, that she's got more potential, that she got into her own head, that she could have run faster, she could have done better. Maybe that's what he's thinking, but the truth is he's defining himself through her accomplishments. It is not a reflection of you as a parent, the way your child performs the grades that your kid gets. It's not a reflection of your parenting. And I think that's why most parents 
are so hard on their kids because they think how their kid does and who their kid becomes is a reflection of who you are. And to some extent, that's true, but it's not going to change who you are. If you want a kid to excel, they need to have confidence. If you want a kid to do their best and to be their best, they need to do that for themselves because long after they're out of your home, you're not there to roll your eyes at them. They now have to do it for themselves. If a child believes that when they do good, when they do well, when they get good grades, that that's the way to your affection and the way to your approval, all that you will ever make them feel is that they're not good enough. And it's sad. And worst of all, are the parents, they think that they're motivating their kid to reach their fullest potential by telling them, you can try harder. You, you know, that was a disappointment to us. That was an embarrassment. What were you doing out there? Oh, God, those kind of words. Those are the words that are still ringing loudly in the ears and the minds of the people who I want to coach and help. I mean, of the 50-year-old man who's a, afraid to fail because, why? Because, not because he's worried about disappointing his father, but because the brainwashing that happens when kids are, are young, those are beliefs that are formed and people carry with them the rest of their lives. Okay, so let's talk about sports for a second. If your kids are in sports, just compliment their effort, their drive. Don't worry about the time. Don't worry about whether they won. Don't worry about the number of points. Don't roll your eyes. Don't make faces. And for Pete's sake, unless you are their specific coach, don't talk to them about their performance. Brett has a rule, by the way, he's you know, an athlete who was the, I've bragged, I brag about my husband all the time, but I didn't know him when he was in high school. We didn't meet until we were in college, but he was the number one recruited high school collegiate quarterback. He knows what it means to go all out. He also knows what it means and what it feels like to be criticized and to feel like if you don't perform at a certain level, you could disappoint your parents. And, you know, I I know his parents are awesome. I freaking love Bob and Deb. They're amazing parents. But there are things that we do as parents and his parents too, that you mean the best. They meant the best. But man, it kind of messed with his head to think that he might be a disappointment to them. You know, and he's worked through that. Those are his own issues, but it took a lot of therapy. But that experience helped him to understand what he was, the kind of things he wouldn't say to our kids and the kind of parent he wasn't going to be when it came to sports and athletics. And I will say one thing he did learn from his parents, a really positive, was that you just don't talk about the game or the event right after it. Just let everybody cool off. And then if your kid wants feedback from you, they're going to ask for it. But unless you're an expert in that event, let their coach do that work. Unless you are their coach, let their coach do the coaching. You be the parent. You be the support. You be the person that that recognizes what they put into it to get out of it what they got out of it. Did they go to practice? Are they learning teamwork? Are they being respectful? Are they learning how to deal with adversity? Are they learning how to set goals for themselves? Don't worry about whether they came in first place or if they got their best time or scored the most points or... These kinds of things 
send our children the wrong message that they are a disappointment. You know, I'll never forget when Sierra, I think she was probably like in fourth grade and we were driving a little girl who was a classmate home from school with us. And we were talking about spring break and this little girl, I think I shared the story before because it was really, it really left a mark on me. This little girl said that they were hoping they were going to be going as a family on spring break, but they wouldn't know until they got their next report card. And I said, what does that mean? She said, well, we can't take a spring break unless every one of us gets straight A's. Can you imagine? I understand applying yourself, but let me tell you, not every child excels in every subject. Your child might do exceptional at math and really have struggle with reading. And maybe it's because they've got dyslexia. There may be some other reason going on. And now you've created this expectation that a child can't necessarily meet. Now, listen, I'm all for teaching your child how to apply themselves, but you also have to let them be a kid. I mean, take it from somebody who did not get great grades. I did not get very good grades, but it was never an issue. My parents wanted me to apply myself. I was never taught that if I got great grades, I would get into a great college. I didn't hear that message. It was just do your best. And that's what I did. I did my best. And I didn't get great grades. And guess what? The Val Victorian of my high school and probably the Val Victorian of your high school, um, let me just say this. It won't sound so cocky. I'm doing all right. <laughs> you know? And it has nothing to do with the grades I got. You know, It's an outdated concept that your kids have to get straight A's and go to a good school to get a good job. What? Like, really? No. Teach your kids how to manage money teach your kids how to solve problems, teach your kids how to create their own income. That's my advice. That is my advice. And sure, have them earn the right to go to college, have them, I think college is amazing, but it doesn't guarantee a good job and a good job doesn't guarantee security and security doesn't guarantee happiness. Ultimately, what do you want for your kid? That's the bottom line. What do you want for your kid? What do you think your parents wanted for you? They want you to be happy. They want you to be confident and self-sufficient. That's what they want for you. And that's what we want for our children. So we have to ask ourselves, what message am I sending to my kid with the words that I'm using? Does it make them feel more confident? Does it make them believe in themselves? Does it make it okay for them to follow their path? It's so important that we separate what we think is guidance and what we think is motivation from trying to shove our own ambitions and expectations onto our kids. They need to be their own person. They need to be individuals. They need to feel like they can make the right choice. They need to feel like they can make the wrong choice and they can fail and then they can deal with the consequences, fix it and learn from it. Don't fix problems for them. Don't make decisions for them. Let them decide. Let them make bad decisions. Help them understand what the consequences might be. And then once they make a bad decision, you gotta let your kids make bad decisions, like a horrible haircut or to quit a team. Whatever it is, you know, wear a terrible outfit to school. Whatever it is, let them make some bad decisions, not the kind they're gonna put their lives in jeopardy or their safety. But 
help them understand what the consequences are so that they can evaluate, they learn to use critical thinking and evaluate things so that you aren't controlling their thought process, so that you're not so controlled. Like, trust your kids. Teach them they can trust themselves. Nothing will build confidence more than that. Now, you might think to yourself, I've never told my kid they're a disappointment to me. I would never do that. You might not speak those words, but if your kid knows what it is you expect, what you want, and then they don't achieve it or accomplish it, it's inevitable that they're going to feel like they disappointed you. When the result is not what someone else wanted, you can't help but feel like you're a disappointment to them. If your kids feel like you expect them to go to your university or to follow in your footsteps or to marry a certain type of individual or to excel at a particular sport. If your kids know that that's your expectation, they can't help but feel like a disappointment to you. So you have to go above and beyond to help them understand that is not an expectation you have for them. You expect them to be their own individual because they are. They're not you. This isn't a chance for you to get it right. This is a chance for them to live their lives. And if you still feel the grips, like that, you know, that kind of sick feeling, like you're still disappointing your parents or that fear that you're disappointing your parents, I got to tell you, it's okay to disappoint your parents. And as we get older, those feelings are still there. But you also have to remember, now you're an adult. And you have to do what's right for you. And disappointment is not going to kill you. In fact, when you disappoint someone based on their expectations, it's on them. Those were their expectations. Might not have been something you wanted to do. Or an expectation you wanted to fulfill for yourself. You have your own life, your own goals. So when you choose fulfilling your own dreams or your own desires, what you're doing is you're choosing yourself. And that's a really positive place to be. I'm not suggesting that it doesn't hurt when we feel like we've disappointed someone. But I am encouraging you to know that it's more important to live the life that you were meant to live. This isn't really, wasn't meant to be about like adults. I just realized how much of this comes from the messaging that we hear from the people who mattered most to us when we were kids. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.